Hello, and thank you for listening to Renewables, a podcast by Biostar, which aims to explore the current and future energy landscape in America. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Renewables. I'm David Smart, your host, and we're very pleased and excited to have Bill Smith with us this week to talk about Excel Plus International, a company which he founded and uh, still advises. Bill, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, There's a lot to unpack today. Uh, Fantastic company that you have and and a technology that has so many different applications. Uh, Really look forward to digging into that. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Glad to be on. Great. Well, dig in. Yeah, yeah, we can dig right in. Tell tell our viewers and listeners a little bit about your background, uh, how you ended up founding XL Plus International, and 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 your path, um, and we'll go from there. So I started XL Plus back in the early two thousands as a specialty chemicals and lubricants company. Uh, found a line of products that would. Reduce friction, reduce energy. Uh, U.S. Department of Energy said it would cut fuel consumption by like 100 million barrels of fuel a year. So I started out peddling that out of the trunk of my car and built it into offices in Shanghai, Bangkok, and Singapore. And then we kept looking for technologies that would help um, cut fuel costs and savings and productions and emissions and all that good junk. And uh, wound up in Brazil buying a technology that would we could mount it on your car in a few minutes and your car could run on ethanol as well as gasoline seamlessly like a flexible vehicle. Uh, built that up quite a bit, did some uh, conversions for the Air Force and stuff. Then when Katrina hit, we'd already been looking into gasification um, as a way to take waste streams and turn them into a gas called syngas and then take that syngas and either run generators or run it through what's called a fisher trope system and convert that syngas into synthetic diesel fuels and gasolines and jet fuels that are cleaner than petroleum-based fuels the problem was it didn't exist uh we couldn't find uh, a gasifier that was portable and we could find some at 72 million dollars that were in huge buildings but you know because of Katrina we're like can we move something into town grind up all these trees houses whatever and turn them into energy to get them back on the grid and and get fuel back in the area so pretty much uh, XL plus went dormant around 2008 because industry shifted People realized they didn't really want renewables. They like petroleum. And um, 2017, I'm out in California and I set up a company and I gave out two business cards. This guy calls me and goes, why do I have your card? I'm like, I don't know. Why do I have your card? Like, I don't know. Who the hell are you? He said, my name is Christian Juvon. I said, so what? He said, Google me. Well, it turns out he's the grandfather of plasma physics. And he had helped start a company that turned garbage into energy. So we got to talking and uh, tried to acquire their company in 2017, but they had a a shareholder who passed away and his estate was like, yeah, no, yeah, no. And finally they're like, we're going to sue everybody invested in. So my attorney said, just walk away. Fast forward again to 2020, 
I approached some of the major shareholders of the company said, would you guys be interested in swapping your stock for publicly traded stock? And they're like, sure. So we started acquiring the stock and the patents and the IP. And uh, around February this year, we engaged a bunch of engineers to take the gasifier and change it from 25 tons a day to 50 tons a day and still make it transportable. So that's how we arrived at where we're at today, which is a gasifier that will take 50 tons of garbage, uh, waste coal, sludge, sewage, uh, everything but nuclear waste and convert it to syngas so that we can produce, uh, in some cases, power and electricity for crypto miners to the grid, to diesel fuels, jet fuels, uh, clean hydrogen for the new rail systems coming out. And uh, we're at the point of launching all that out right now. So that's how we got here. Yeah, it's really interesting. And uh, dig in a little bit further to like what types of products do you actually make uh, with this gasification process? And and, um, on your website, you know, and, and we talked about a lot of different applications for this type of technology, but uh, dig into the process a little bit more. Sure. So the shirt you're wearing, the uh, chair behind you, the carpeting you're sitting on, wood products, garbage from landfills are all made of molecules. And basically gasification is a process called molecular disassociation, where you take these molecules and tear them back apart into uh, sometimes individual atoms like hydrogen, nitrogen, carbon, sulfur, potassium, phosphorus, whatever. And then we take those um, same molecules, rearrange them and create what's called syngas, which is carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, and hydrogen. So, it has a BTU caloric value to such that we can put this in a, a GE turbine and put out as much as 30 megawatts. If we couple some of our units together, uh, we can put them in smaller uh, gen sets and do five megawatts. We can run it. You could run it in a car engine if you wanted to. Um, so it's a basic building block for many things. Um, when Germany fought the war, they gasified coal into synthetic diesel fuels, which that technology was then brought to the U.S. So we can take um, that same send gas or run it through a catalyst and out comes diesel fuel. And, you know, you can build enough fuels, I believe, globally from waste to power the world. And then if we strip or add waters to our gasifier, we can phase shift it and create pure hydrogen. So it's, a, it's another way to form hydrogen than electrolysis, which our process is cleaner because at the same time, we're getting rid of waste streams like landfills, waste coal piles, and things like that. Yeah. So rip molecules apart and put them back together differently. That's the Reader's Digest version. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it and uh, appreciate, you know, being able to, uh, the, the good examples for our listeners and viewers who might not be as uh, tuned into this type of technology. Uh, we talked about before the call a, a big list of applications for this. Sure. Uh, so I want to go there for a minute. And then I want to come back to hydrogen because hydrogen mm-hmm. certainly is kind of 
you know, all the buzz right now. Um, right. And, and definitely a big part of the future uh, of storage, at least a lot of people believe. And so want to explore that. Um, but you talk about disaster relief. We're actually uh, recording this in early September as uh, Hurricane Ida has gone through and, and obviously created a lot of damage. Yeah. Uh, in Louisiana, and and that's one application that is is particularly interesting uh, because of as you discussed earlier, you know the mobility of the product. Uh, right. But but what about for more permanent installations? Talk about some of the the applications that you see this technology being able to go in and really uh, disrupt and 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 replace. So the whole premise we started with was portability and uh, we're actually going into manufacturing now of these gasifiers, but we could actually ship this thing on the back of a flatbed truck to Louisiana, Puerto Rico. Well, you need both there, but anywhere in the world and within a couple of days, set this machine up and start grinding up the waste trees, old houses, um, just take cars and take the auto fluff out. Um, and then feed it to our gas fires and produces syngas. So that's one application. And we're looking at a company that does this for FEMA now. So it's easier to add our technology to them on a more permanent basis. We've identified several hundred landfills here in Texas that are closed. So one of the models we're about to ramp up is we go to an old landfill. We take the dirt off the top. We start taking all the garbage out. We shred it up feed it through our gasifiers and we produce power that we can either put on the grid or produce fuels to go to uh, distributors of fuels around the country. And we could produce hydrogen for, for example, like if along the interstates, we could take every landfill along the interstate and produce hydrogen to fuel up hydrogen cars, which right now you're going to do in Texas. I mean, sorry, in California. So our model is to take a, eyesore a pollutant and turn it into a positive sure so if you you take a landfill that has several hundred million or several million tons of waste in it um, we get rid of the total uh, ability to generate methane by getting rid of the landfill and the same thing we're we're looking at a project in pennsylvania with 120 million tons of waste coal and right now when it rains the water uh, goes through the waste coal and pollutes the rivers and kills rivers. So we're actually looking to go in and take those uh, coal piles, turn them into energy. Uh, in one case, we have crypto miners who want to buy all the power from us. So we can turn this waste product into a fuel for crypto mining. So on a wow. permanent basis, we'll build these all across the world. So, Sure. Now there's a lot of different applications, uh, certainly that you can come up with the landfill is super interesting you know um, at biostar we develop waste to energy projects uh, and we're really focused on organic waste because we make an organic right. fertilizer um, from the affluent waste off the back sure. ends of those digesters but uh so we're especially tuned into a lot of the landfill diversion laws that have been you know passed recently in right. states around the country most notably california um, and sort of where that, you know, the country uh, and really the world has a, a landfill problem, a waste problem. Uh, and so technologies like this, you know, I truly believe are going to be so important 
um, while organic waste does make up a, a pretty good chunk, uh, there's a lot of other stuff left over and, and, right. you know, the coal waste of course is super interesting because, uh, you're basically taking, you know, something that's hazardous and, and being right. able to recycle it into energy. So that's super interesting. I think you, um, mentioned also that you're converting, uh, into diesel and, and diesel renewable right. jet fuel. Um, we're sure. seeing airlines, uh, you know, announcing all sorts of really mm. ambitious, um, net zero goals and, and, uh, greenhouse gas reduction goals. So, uh, it's, it, you know, an interesting market to follow as well, that renewable diesel or renewable jet fuel, um, I think is a space that we'll see a lot of growth over the next decade. And, and to think this is all brand new 1920s technology. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when they converted coal into syngas, that's how the Germans powered their tanks, ships, everything. Uh, Texas A&M University received all that after the war and offered it to the oil companies who were like, nah, we're good. As long as crude oil is under 35 bucks a barrel, crude oil production into fuels is cheaper than synthetic fuels. Hmm. So it died for years. Um, and, you know, when I was doing all this research. I'm like, well, why aren't we doing this? Uh, so there were two components we needed. One is the way to gasify the waste. And the second process was to convert that syn gas into a, um, liquid fuels. It's called GTL or gas to liquids. And we found a company up in Sacramento that has a, a modular system that fits in the back of a shipping containers. And we literally can feed our syngas in there, send it to the other end and, and get diesel fuel, jet fuel. The, the catalysts determine the fuels because it rearranges the hydrocarbons into various forms. So you either get um, gas components for gasolines or diesel fuels or jet fuels. So it's really interesting science. Yeah, absolutely. What's a, um, before we jump into hydrogen, What's a typical payback? I know there's different applications and, uh, you know, application, different applications have different uh, needs, obviously, and ways they determine payback. But what's a typical payback uh, for one of your 50 ton units? Uh, with the tax credits, the incentives on federal and state levels and the energy prices today, two to three years, especially if we use what's called an organic Rankine cycle, which is um, the syngas goes into a jet engine to produce power, like three megawatts. And then mm-hmm. the heat goes over into what's called an ORC system. And it takes that heat and converts it into one and a half megawatts. And that places our output uh, waste stream at 99.99% clean. And we're dumping out five megawatts. And in some cases, paybacks like two years. Wow. So the systems last for 20. Yeah. Right. That's amazing. That's, that's pretty fast. So let's move into hydrogen. Talk about, you know, kind of how your technology plays into the future of hydrogen and, and why this is so important. So Syngas has one major component, gasoline, diesel fuel, jet fuel, propane, Methane, all of these fuels have one component in common, hydrogen. So when we're running gasoline in our cars, it's the hydrogen that's actually doing the burning, uh, load-carrying part of the process. And the the other 
molecules retard or uh, increase the flame rate, which means, you know, you might not use propane in your car as fast as gasoline because the gasoline needs to be slowed down to a flame rate that would work in internal combustion engines. So what we can do is we can actually um, water phase shift within our reactor by adding in water or paints or other liquid waste and increase the hydrogen output. Um, we have a company up in New York that's we're actually working right now in a joint venture with them for a project in Louisiana to convert a million tons of sugarcane bagasse into pure hydrogen. And they have a industrial slash government contractor wanting all the hydrogen. So we're actually wrapping that and taking it to contract here in the next few weeks. Um, and that'll be a pure hydrogen play. And when we can prove that model out with them, uh, we're looking to go to the railroads and take landfills all along the railroad lines and start producing hydrogen for them or along the interstates and produce hydrogen for cars. Because uh, if you own a hydrogen vehicle today, uh, where do you get your fuel at? You know, only states, California. So we believe we could help open up the nation to hydrogen fueling systems by taking the landfills and producing hydrogen for cars or trains or trucks. So. That's fantastic. It's uh, I really look forward to following along with the, the company and uh, and monitoring your your progress. You guys, you have a great website, um, xlplusint.com, and there's a lot of great information on there. Um, what else do our viewers and listeners need to know, and uh, how can they find more information out from the company or from you uh, if they're listening and, and want to get in touch? Well, we're a small publicly traded company. We're looking to move up in the world in the stock markets, but we're also, you know, like you said, through our website. Uh, we put out press releases all the time when we're doing changes in the company, which we're required to do. But uh, we're also starting a blog to put information out that'll go out through the channels or our IRPR guys doing that. Um, but mostly what we're looking at is, you know, our world is getting smaller and the people pile is getting bigger. And, you know, everybody wants to conserve energy, help the environment. And one of the things we found out is it's really not working. Um, remember all the plastics we were shipping to China, China sent it back and said, no, good, we'll pass. So in that, you know, we'll be putting together a system where instead of that plastic being bailed or landfilled, we'll actually be turning it into fuel or energy that's useful for the world. Um, we're also down the road, we're putting a project together to mount some of this technology onto supply ships. And we can go out and collect up uh, garbage in the oceans and convert it into fuel right on the ship. So we're not even using petroleum to go out and collect the waste. And we're not using petroleum to move our uh, commodities around. And then we would go into other smaller nations, Vietnam, Cambodia, China, Indonesia, places like that, and, and take these small units we have and place them on land, and they can bring all their plastics and trash there, and then we can turn it into fuel for their communities and into syngas to put power out for on the grid for their villages as well. So, you know, we're looking to take this thing out to a global scale, and um, I'd say mostly just keep watching the news because we're going to keep rising to the top of the things we're doing. 
That's great. Well, we look forward uh, to following along and hope you'll come back on the show and keep us updated on how things are going. Bill Smith, founder and advisor to Excel Plus International. That's X-C-E-L plus I-N-T dot com. Thanks again for coming on the show. This has been another episode of Renewables. Uh, Please make sure to follow along, give us a like, give us a follow wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, Bill, thanks again and, and come back soon. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Hello, and thank you for listening to Renewables, a podcast by Biostar, which aims to explore the current and future energy landscape in America. 